Welcome into Scout Team Sports. All my Scout Teamers, I am your host, Devalian, and we are kicking off week two here of the NFL season in 2021. Hope that last week was exciting for you. A lot of uh, surprises to me, a lot of surprises, and um, we're definitely going to get into those. Short recap and, of course, the predictions and analysis uh, for these upcoming games. We begin with the Thursday night football matchup tonight. Unfortunately, um, I don't know if it's going to be much of a game, um, but here's the thing. Giants versus Washington football team, even if there were no injuries involved in this game, I don't see how you put this on Thursday night football. I know it's a third, uh, division rival, um, but just looking at the matchup, even like I said before the season started, I don't know if this is one that would have been that exciting with even if he was there, healthy Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Daniel Jones. I'm sure both defenses will play well, but that's not what usually what they want for TV, especially for primetime games. They want the craziness that went on this past Monday night of, with with the Ravens and the Raiders. <laughs> That's what they want every televised game, especially on Thursday night football, Sunday night football, Monday night football. That's what they want. I don't think you could, would have gotten that uh, with these two teams, uh, even if Ryan Fitzpatrick was healthy. And you're definitely not going to get it with Daniel Jones versus Tyler Henneke. Um, so of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick is out because he got injured. He, he got, it was almost, almost kind of like the injury that was dealt to Alex Smith when he was the quarterback for Washington football team is like a, a defensive uh, guy that tackled him and just almost basically fell on top of him when he tackled him and that tore his leg up. So that's, that's very unfortunate. Um, but I mean, what, what, what? You know, the the Washington football team, they were like, well, they're not going to go after Cam Newton because, you know, they thought that there were old ties there with him and, and, his, and his former head coach, um, Ron Rivera. But they're like, no, we're we're good. We're satisfied with what we have. Really? There's something, you know there's something else going on there. You're satisfied with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you only have on a one-year deal, and Tyler Henneke, and I don't even know who. Who the other guy is? Well, Tyler Hennigan showed you so much promise against the Bucks in the in the playoff game last year. That's what you're trying to go off of, and that's what you have to go off of for the next couple of weeks. Because I think Fitzpatrick's going to be out for a while, um, not the entire season, but he's going to be out for a while. So we're going with Tyler Hennigan, and you basically just said goodbye to winning a back-to-back division titles. Because by the time Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick gets back, even if he does play well when he gets back, you probably would have lost so many games by then that he won't be in in the playoff race because Philly looks good. I know they only beat uh, the Falcons, and we'll get into that, but Philly looks good. Dallas is capable, uh, you know, and then... um, it's like, like I mean, it just what are you gonna do against, watch uh, the Giants tonight? So it's it, you know you gotta face them again. So uh, I don't know. This isn't looking good for Washington football team. All of a sudden, I was like, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can stay healthy, you know he can he can duel a little bit with the quarterback here and there. But no, nah, I don't have the faith. I don't care what 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 I saw in 
the playoff game last year. I don't have faith in Tyler Henneke. I just don't. Not going now. Maybe he'll shock me, but I don't see it. Um, a true test for him tonight, of course, because you're going up against a decent defense uh, with the Giants. And um, on the other hand, uh, Daniel Jones is still, you know, the, I don't know if he's really lived up to that number one pick status yet, but he's got a number one wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. You got to utilize that. Saquon Barkley is questionable for tonight's game. He's questionable. So that means even if he were to play, he's still not 100%. I don't think he was 100% uh, when he played last week either uh, in their loss to uh, the Broncos. Um, So this one is really a toss-up because I see both teams uh, severely weakened. I have the ultimate faith in that uh, Washington football team defense. But if they're on the field too long and they're not getting any help from the offense, and uh, I just really feel bad, especially for Terry McLaren. Terry McLaren is like, he's got to be the most, after Henry Ruggs, I would say, he's got to be the most uh, underutilized deep threat, underutilized speed threat in the National Football League. It's a shame uh, that his quarterback ain't going to use him, and Henry Ruggs' quarterback doesn't use him enough either. Um but, yeah, it's, it's, I, I really feel like Terry McLaren is, is so underutilized, so undervalued, underappreciated, and just it, he's just sitting there on this average subpar offense um, to the point where it's like, you know, of course, they're now because Henneke's a quarterback, they're going to run the ball a lot with Antonio Gibson and committee. Uh, and so he, I, I highly doubt he's going to get that many targets. And if he does, it's probably not going to be a deep ball. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Giants here. I'm going to have to go with the Giants. And I don't feel confident about that at all because I, I just see both these teams. I mean, I see uh, the Washington football team severely weakened on offense. Uh, and then I don't really have faith in the Giants offense either. But I'm like, it's it's a toss-up. I'm guessing Daniel Jones can pull it out, uh, not because he's he, they're going to do so well against this defense um, be, in terms of strength, but because this defense will get tired because the Washington football team offense won't produce enough. They'll be on the field. Uh, they'll probably get in some favorable um, field position, and maybe they win this thing by field goals. I don't know. Uh, but I'll just pick the Giants just because – I don't have, I mean, I don't really have faith in the Giants offense, but I have even less faith in Tyler Henneke. That's the only reason um, I'd be picking the Giants here. Then we get to the Sunday games. We start off with Patriots at Jets. Patriots coming off a one-point loss um, in Mac Jones' starting debut to the Dolphins, a division rival. So they get another division game here against the Jets. The Jets coming off a loss to the Panthers and facing uh, Sam Darnold. Um, I think, that, of course, the Patriots should bounce back. You know, they barely lost that one. Even if Mac Jones is a little bit shaky, you're going up against the Jets defense, who, you know, I mean, it's not they're not as bad as their offense is, but just overall, I, I don't see much from a team like the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, um, I'm sure he's capable uh, but now uh, he's going up against uh, a much better defense. Uh, and if, you know, the um, 
the Panthers D held in the 14 points, you know, I can only imagine what the Patriots D is going to do to them. So definitely picking the Patriots to get in the win column on this one. Even if Mac Jones has a shaky game, running game and defense would, would mask his mistakes. And that's the main reason they got all those people they got in free agency again. I know it don't sound like a broken record. I already covered this twice. But, um, yeah, Patriots will win this one over the Jets. Next, we have Broncos at Jaguars. Look at how things are turning out for a few teams here that are like, you weren't sure about what they were going to do. They they had high hopes. Some people were really loving them to start the season. And look at the Broncos probably going to go 2-0 and to start this season. Broncos at Jaguars. Jaguars are just not good overall. They're in rebuilding mode. Um, I don't trust Urban Meyer yet at the pro level. Um, this is a whole different beast, whole different monster. There's very few coaches that can do it at both levels. That's not a knock against Urban Meyer. That's just what it is, really. Um, and then uh, Sunshine is going to have, uh, you know, he's going to have a time trying to get, I mean, his passing yards might increase. But with the defense being eh and the rest of his offense being eh, I mean, all he has really is DJ Chark. I don't know. That's not much help. That's not much help at all. So I'm going to go with the Broncos and a stable Teddy Bridgewater uh, and their defense to win this football game on the road against the Jaguars. Broncos over Jaguars. Next, we have Bills versus Dolphins. This is probably the Duke out uh, duel that will go throughout the season for the AFC East title, I believe. Um, I think the Bills get back on track with this one. Um, you know, um, not a loss that they're happy about last week to the Steelers, but the Steelers just came out with it with the defense, and they just, they, I think they shocked them. They really did shock them. I don't think the Bills thought that they were going to be that good. Um, but, um, and then, of course, really it was only, I don't want to say only, but it really was about that blocked punt. That blocked punt just turned the tide. And, of course, uh, that I think that spelled the, the end for the Bills because after that, the uh, Steelers' D was not giving up that lead. Not. You could just see it. Um, and the Bills already look kind of defeated. Um, but, yeah, this one I think they get the win um, and they'll get back in the win column um, or get in the win column for the first time in the season against the Dolphins just because even though I really like Miami's team as a whole, um, you know, I don't know how they do. I mean, you know, they, they kind of struggle against a, a decent defense or either other decent teams. So I think they're still going to be kind of middle of the road, but I still think they can fight and challenge for the division title. Um, but um, I still think the Bills are going to win it. Uh, but this is a this is a true test for Tua. You know, he really needs to shine and come through because I still don't have enough faith in him. Either I really think that the Dolphins would be a great landing spot for Cam Newton. I really think that because I, I, I mean, as a head, as, as a head coach as Tom Flores, unless the higher ups are telling you, no, we're not, we don't want you to take a look at, or we should not at all take a look at Cam Newton. I would be taking a look at Cam Newton because I don't. I mean, what happens if Tua gets hurt? Who are you going to? I really don't. You don't have Fitzpatrick anymore. I don't have faith in. Uh, I just don't. I don't see it yet in Tua. I don't see it. And he's already been injured. Uh, I don't think he played the whole season last year. And not just because of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick starting, but I think there was a game or two that he missed due to getting hurt. And they just wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to get severely injured. So they, I think they sat him a game or two. Um, 
But yeah, I would I would definitely be trying to get Cam Newton. Not just because it's he's a former Patriot, but I think that he would just be a really good fit for that team. Um, but I don't I don't think I don't think two is gonna be consistent in terms of playing well. So um I'm taking the Bills over the Dolphins here. Next we have 49ers at Eagles. Man, the uh ooh, the, the 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 Eagles shocking the world. Uh, and I know we what we say is that, you know, um well they beat they they trounced uh the Falcons last week. And the Falcons are have already been known not to have a defense, but it was like the, the final score is thirty two to six. That means they their defense, the Eagles defense, which is the biggest story, their Eagles defense um shut down the Falcons offense. That's surprising. If anything, it should have been a shootout. And it wasn't. And uh on top of that, Jalen Hurts looked really good. I'm really happy for Jalen Hurts uh coming out the gate looking good, looking sharp, uh, and doing well and ready to lead this team. And that Eagle Stadium, those fans should be rowdy and ready to go. And uh I mean, I know maybe it maybe it sounds I'm not a fanboy, I'm not an Eagles fan, but um I just I just I see that as I see that as enough. I mean, I think this is gonna be an interesting matchup. I think it's gonna be a good fight. But I think the Eagles will come out on top over the 49ers, whom I still have questions about, you know, whether Jimmy Garoppolo can be consistent. Um, we'll have an um we'll have enough confidence to win the game. Um, you're not gonna always face a team like the Lions where you can just topple a lot of points once you actually face a decent defense. I don't think you can be able to score that many points. Um and um, I think there's still question marks on uh, the Niners' uh, defense, of course, because they gave up 33 points. And, yeah, it was a late um, a late comeback by the Lions trying to get back in the game. But still, I, I don't – I mean, the way that the Eagles looked – and, I mean, yeah, this is going to be a tougher matchup for the Eagles um, instead of the Falcons. It's going to be a tougher matchup for the Eagles against the Niners because they're actually going to have to face a better – I would say, well, I mean, I can't even say now a better offense because I would have figured the Falcons' offense was good. I don't think that the Eagles are going to shut out or blow out the Niners, but I will give them the edge here. I'm taking the Eagles over the 49ers. Next, we have the Rams at the Colts. Um, yeah, um, Carson Wentz, not... What they uh, thought he was going to be, I don't know if he is who they thought he was, um, and maybe they were just expecting the running game and the defense to help out and lead the way uh, last week, but it didn't work out. And of course, the Colts are 0-1. Rams coming to town. Rams just look strong. Um, I'm not overhyping Matt Stafford. I He is who I thought he was. And when you plug him into this offense and plug him and make him a part of this team with that good a defense they're a Super Bowl contender. That's there's no that's not overhyping it. That's not underhyping it. That is what it is. They're one of the top four teams, I would say, in the NFC, or I would say maybe only one of four teams that could actually represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Honest I honestly believe that. Um I think it was the Bucks, uh the Packers, even though they looked horrible. Um and then I think it's the Rams and the Seahawks. Those are the only four teams I think that can make it to the Super Bowl this year through the NFC. Anybody else who gets in the playoffs, I, I don't I don't really see it yet. Maybe, you know, if they look strong coming down the stretch of the season, uh, that might be a different story. But right now, I know it's early. It's only week two. But 
those are the four teams. And, of course, the Rams being one of those teams, um, unless they have a really, really tough matchup against one of those other three teams in the NFC and against um, uh, a tough team in the AFC that they might have to face, which is not the Colts, um, I don't see them losing much. So taking the Rams over the Colts, Rams should improve at 2-0. Colts will fall to 0-2. Next, we have Raiders at Steelers. Um, boy, that, that wild game, yeah, I mean, the, you know, everybody's saying the Ravens should have just, you know, beat them up and trounced on them, like, uh, you know, after they got up 14 nothing, and that was partly in due, that was due in part to the Raiders' offense. Again, the Raiders' offense being the strength of the team, um, you can't always blame the defense just because they give up points, especially when the offense doesn't score when they should. The Raiders should have had the lead first. The Raiders should have scored first. The Raiders should have at least been up 10 nothing. If anything, uh, been trailing, uh, you know, 10 to 14, um, you know, maybe early in the fourth quarter or something like that. But it it wasn't the the defense's fault that they got down 14 nothing. It was the offense's fault. And I don't think that you can do that against this Steelers defense. If you get down two score, even if I don't care what point in the game it is, if the Raiders get down three scores, if they're down 17 points or more, it's already over. They're not getting back in the game, or at least maybe they get close. They're not winning this game against the Steelers, especially in Pittsburgh. They have to keep it close or they have to get the lead and they cannot fall to down three score at any point in time. That's 17 points. That's two touchdowns uh, and a field goal. If they get down 17 points, it's over. I don't care if it happens in the first quarter, third, second quarter, third quarter, fourth, it doesn't matter. So they have to keep it close. Um, will they? I definitely think that they can fight, but that Steelers defense is looking rough. The only saving grace is uh, the two weakest links, which is the Raiders defense and the Steelers offense. Because the Steelers offense, despite them winning and beating Buffalo, did not look good, in my opinion, last week against the Bills. So who do you got, Raiders defense or Steelers offense? Even though they're kind of depleted or, I mean, at least just still don't look that good, I'm going to have to give a slight edge to the Steelers offense, even though I don't want to. So I'm going to take the Steelers to probably have another defensive battle win over the Raiders. And um, with their strength, with the Raiders' strength being their offense and not uh, executing well when they should, they're going to overuse Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, which is, uh, even though it seems like a strength for Derek Carr, I think that can also be his kryptonite of not utilizing other receivers enough when he gets in trouble. He's going to want to go to Darren Waller all the time, and he's going to want to uh, throw screens or just they run the crap out of Josh Jacobs, and I don't think that's a recipe for success. Um, yeah, it worked against the Ravens, but, I mean, it really wouldn't have worked against the Ravens had they the D Raiders defense not uh, been going up against a wild card uh, who does not protect the football when he runs most of the time in Lamar Jackson. If it wasn't for those two turnovers, the Raiders wouldn't have won. And so that would tell you right there that the offense really didn't play good enough to win last week, but they got two breaks from the, the who everybody considers their weakest link in the Raiders' defense. So if that doesn't happen and if Steelers, even though their their offense doesn't look all that great, if the Steelers don't turn the ball over on offense – how the Raiders win in this game. I don't see it. So I'm going to give the edge to the Steelers over 
the Raiders. And we have next the Bengals at the Bears. Interesting matchup. Another one surprising where I'm going to say another team who maybe I wouldn't have expected them. You know, they you know, might look good or they might have been hyped up um, for who they had starting the season to return. Um, might not have wasn't sure about what they could have done. I'm thinking the Bengals are going 2-0 here. Bengals, I think, are going to beat the Bears. Um, I don't really trust Andy Dalton. I know what they did as far as their, you know, last week, and they fought hard, but I, I just don't see it as a whole for this offense. I just don't see it. I don't see how they're they're a threat, and even with the Bengals, you know, not being all that great on defense, I trust Joe Burrow to get the job done because the Bears' offense more than likely is going to be on the field too long. They'll get tired, and like I said, I don't, it doesn't matter how great a defense is if they're on the field too long because their offense is not uh, giving them time to rest, they're going to give up points. And I think that's what's going to happen, even though it should be still close, a close game. I'm going to go with the Bengals and Joe Burrow leading the way over um, the Bears simply because the Bears offense isn't going to produce good enough. So I think uh, more and more, um, you saw Justin Fields a little bit last week. Uh, more and more, I think eventually Justin Fields is probably going to be starting. I think they just wanted to get <laughs> over with with these tough defensive game, these tough games uh, of, of defense facing uh, tough defenses, and not the Bengals. I mean, but I meant the Rams last week, and I meant uh, a couple other teams that they're about to face in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals over the Bears here. We're going to take a break right here, and we will be back on the other side to cover the rest of the games for week two in this NFL season. This is Scout Team Sports. Be back in a minute. Welcome back in, Scout Team Sports. We're on the second half of this round of predictions and analysis, talking about week two in the NFL. Kicking it back off again with Texans at Browns. Um, the Cleve, uh, the Cleveland Browns are five and zero under their current head coach Stefanski. Um, when it comes to uh, games following a loss, so um, it's you know a telltale sign that they are a good bounce back team. They don't stay down for long. Um, you know, it still kind of speaks to inconsistency um, to a point. But I mean, hey, they made the playoffs last year, and I think they should make the playoffs again this year. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns here. I don't think the Texans have enough. I'm happy for Tyrod Taylor having a starting job, um, but I don't think he has enough weapons around him to help him win. It was enough against the Jaguars last week, but that's the Jaguars. And um, it's the Browns. Uh, the Browns are hungry. I think that they are hungry. Um, and, of course, yeah, it was a tough loss against the Chiefs. Um and because it was a tough loss, they definitely know that they can't go down 0-2 and think about winning this division and think about getting to the playoffs. There are certain teams they know they have to beat. Of course, the Texans is one of them. Second game of the season after a tough game against uh, they lost to in the playoffs last week. I don't think they'll have an issue against the Texans. So I'm taking the Browns over the Texans. Uh, next, we have Saints at Panthers. 
Saints and Jameis Winston. Wow, I was I was shocked. I was shocked. I didn't think, of, especially against the Packers. I knew the Packers were going to have some issues, especially on their offensive line, but I didn't think it'd be a blowout. Um, and I'm not just riding high off of that momentum, although they might be. Um, but for me personally, I'm just saying overall, even if Jameis Winston wasn't looking that good, they're still a better team overall, in my opinion, than the Panthers. Um, I trust Jameis Winston more than I tr- even with throwing interceptions. I trust him more than I trust Sam Darnold. And, of course, with Jameis Winston having um, a – I mean, I, I wouldn't say Bruce Arians wasn't good, but um, Bruce Arians – I'm trying to think Bruce Arians. By the time Bruce got to Tampa, I think uh, Jameis was already out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember it being a point where Bruce Arians actually was coaching Jameis Winston. I think he was already out, or maybe they coached him for one year. I can't remember how when Jameis was actually out and then Bruce Arians came in. Um, I don't think he coached him. I, I don't remember exactly when Jameis was out and then Bruce Arians came in, but I don't, I, you know, it was like a year before Tom Brady got there. Um, but then I don't, I think maybe just Arians coached him maybe one year or something. Uh, but you could say, oh, now he has really good coaching. Well, um, I think he had good coaching, uh, if, but I don't think he was coached by, uh, I'm real shaky on that. I don't know if he was actually coached by Bruce Arians, but nevertheless, um, a good coach and Sean Payton has Jameis Winston riding high, looking, uh, confident, looking really good. And even if they are, look like a dumpster fire last week, getting a win over the Packers, um, is all, especially with you being in the same conference as them, is always a good thing. Um, and they should improve to two and zero here, um, because overall with their defense and their running game, I just think that they're a better team than, um, than the Panthers. I'm hoping that the whole Michael Thomas thing can be situated soon and that he is healthy for the sake of Jameis Winston doing even better than he did last week uh, on a consistent basis. But definitely picking the Saints over the Panthers. Next, we have Vikings versus Cardinals. Vikings losing, I would think, a heartbreaker to uh, the Bengals because uh, I really, you know, think that they thought that they were probably not that good but at least they thought they were probably better than the Bengals and that, that proved to be wrong and now you're going in against a team and the Cardinals that blew out the Titans and again not just riding high off of that momentum myself but just looking at the overall team Kyler Murray's on fire uh early uh that offense has so many weapons uh it's you know not just having uh DeAndre Hopkins but Christian Kirk is a force in himself uh, they've got somebody to run the football, and um, the defense is looking looking better than I thought it would. So I just don't see the Vikings having a shot, even though Dalvin Cook is still a force. Uh, but I really don't have that much faith in Kirk Cousins. I I I I'm I was like you know they can beat bad teams, um, but good teams no, I don't see it. Nor their defense being able to keep up with Kyler Murray. So definitely uh, this should be an easy one for the Cardinals. Uh, and the Cardinals improved the two and zero. Next, we have Falcons and Bucks. Um, yeah, this one is another no brainer. Um, I'm not saying that the Falcons couldn't improve. I think that they'll score more points than they did last week against the Eagles. They'll score more points against this Buccaneers defense, who is not all that great 
Remember, the Buccaneers' defense wasn't that great last season. During the regular season, they just stepped it up in the playoffs. And, of course, everybody remembers how they shut down the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But even getting through the playoffs, their defense wasn't lights out. They were still giving up points. They just had an offense that scored more points than the the offense that they were trying to stop. And they stopped those opposing offenses just enough for the Bucks to their Bucks offense to get ahead and secure the lead. So um, I still think the Falcons should score more points than they did last week, but I'm still giving this win to the Buccaneers because the Falcons defense is not at all up to par to compete. And uh, yeah, Buccaneers overall better team should improve the two and zero. Next we have Titans at Seahawks. Eventually, I think the Titans would bounce back, um, but it's not going to be this week. Unfortunately, the Titans, I think, are going to drop to 0-2. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it with that offense, man. Maybe it's Tannehill. Um, but you would think, or maybe it's that offensive line, but you would think with Derrick Henry running the football, and then you've got Julio Jones and A.J. Brown at the wideouts, I don't see how you don't score more points than you did last week against the Cardinals. And I don't see how you're, you know, what else do you need in order to compete? Yes, the defense is an issue. But again, if your offense is as good as it looks in terms of personnel wise, you should be losing a shootout, not getting blown out. There's a difference. Yes, both are losses. You can both can end or both are are losses in in a sense. But if your offense is up to par with the weapons that it has, it should at very least lose a shootout and not get blown out. So um, I'm not saying it's going to happen again this week, but I don't see them having enough to beat the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Um, that Seahawks defense, I'm still kind of on the, on the fence about them um, because I think that they, they got they got to take advantage of, um, of a Colts offense that was – while they had a good running game, that's probably much really all they had to focus on because Carson Wentz just isn't the guy. Um, so this week, I, I think the Seahawks get another uh, good matchup in the fact that Tannehill, while he is a starting quarterback, he's not one of those guys, um, you know, even with the weapons around him. And, you know, that one year that they just all of a sudden made it to the AFC championship game, I just think they caught everybody by surprise. You know, Tannehill came in midseason. Nobody was prepared for him, game plan for him, didn't know what he was going to do, and he just utilized those weapons well. But, of course, they came up short. Um, but now that people are used to him uh, and he's going to be there for a while, I think that he's starting to reveal that he is that average quarterback that he's always been. I mean, yes, he's going to – I would say, you know, when you talk about average, people think really bad, but um, average is – average sometimes you're good sometimes you're not good and the average you're right in the middle when you put it all together it's a quarterback that's right in the middle he's not that great but he's not that bad either but I don't think average is going to be enough um to get it done in this league I mean maybe it gets it done uh in their division because their division's so bad um but as soon as they get to the playoffs they're going to get knocked out again like they did last last year um so yeah Seahawks should improve to 2-0 and Titans should fall to 0-2 here next we have Cowboys at Chargers this is an interesting matchup because um you know 
I I like the way Dak looked. Dak looked last week, even though they lost to the Buccaneers. Uh, the Chargers, I think, benefited from uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick getting hurt. Had Fitzpatrick not got hurt last week, I think that Washington football team would have beat the Chargers. Not taking anything away from Justin Herbert, um, but the way that that game played out and how they, in my opinion, barely beat uh, the Washington football team by one score. Um, going through this season, you're going to have to put up more points than what you did against Washington football team. Yes, it's a good defense, but you're going to have to put up more points on average Um per game in order to be more successful in this in this league this season they definitely could put up more points against the Cowboys defense that's for sure uh but will they be able to do it against uh you know and Dak looking good with the with the Cowboys offense um this is a I think this is more of a toss-up and, and I think it may be the you know the, all the talking media heads are saying that probably the Chargers are favored because they're not sure about the Cowboys and Cowboys must this is a must win for the Cowboys and they're desperate and they, they can't get behind 0-2. Um, I'm not really buying into all of that hype, but I do believe that the Cowboys will win this game. So I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Chargers. I think Dak will get it done on offense against that Chargers defense. And I think um, even though I think Justin Herbert's probably going to, I wouldn't say he's going to have a field day, but I think he'll do well um, against uh, the uh, Cowboys defense. And so especially with um, uh, Marcus Lawrence out uh, with an injury, um, I think it's going to be even more severe. So I mean, maybe this will be a shootout. I think this could be a shootout. I'm going to take the Cowboys over the Chargers slightly. Because, uh, again, I, I think Justin Herbert with that offense, they can go. They can do some things. But I, I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I had a weird feeling about this one. <laughs> Uh, weird feelings always usually uh, play a part in my predictions. I don't have the weird feelings for every game. But this one, yeah, I think there's something up with Dallas. I think they're going to they're, they're going to make they're going to make a stride here. Next, we have Chiefs at Ravens. Look, Lamar Jackson is a wild card. That's that's what he is. And sometimes you're going to win. Sometimes you're going to lose when it comes to that wild card. He is like Josh Allen was. And I thought Josh Allen was done with that issue that I had talked about with him early last season about when a quarterback runs with the football, that he must protect the football. I mean, you just don't have the, you don't even have the reps at running back to where I would expect you to be smart enough I mean, I don't want to say smart enough to have the well, it's hard. It's hard to not say smart enough because, you know, they're the running backs, running backs, ultimate no, no ultimate sin for them is fumbling the football. And so if anything, I would like to think that they take a lot of reps when it comes to protecting the football. Quarterbacks don't do that in practice that nearly that much because you're not expecting them to run nearly as much. And two, um, when they run, I mean, they're not, you know, unless they, they could be, but more than likely they're not going through the running back drills with the running backs. And that would be a smart thing to do, but obviously it shows in football games when these two quarterbacks start running 
that they don't practice with with the running backs and they probably should if you're gonna run as much as josh allen is and as much as lamar jackson is you guys need to be in the running back drills with the running backs having the running backs coaches yell at you for protecting the football when you don't protect the football so yeah they've got to clean that up i mean had that not happened the ravens probably would have beat the raiders um but this one they're going up against the chiefs they haven't beat the chiefs yet in, in terms of the Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson matchup. That defense uh, in the Ravens is going to come for uh, Mahomes, and I believe that that will be, they'll have some success. But again, the Ravens don't really have an identity on offense. They have a star quarterback, but they really don't have an identity now because, you know, they're depleted at running back and their running game is gone. So it's like, you know, Lamar Jackson to Sammy Watkins is not that much. That's not that much to strike fear into the hearts of a defense that is not that great in the Chiefs, but they can still play and they can hold the team off just enough like they did last week uh, so that Mahomes could get ahead and they could seal the win. So I think the Chiefs are going to beat the Ravens here on Sunday night football. Um and I think that the Chiefs will improve the 2-0. Ravens will fall to 0-2, which is going to be weird looking for the Ravens. That's really weird. I wouldn't have expected them to start off 0-2. And your Monday night football matchup, your last matchup. Um, I know they like to do the division rival games or the two teams with star players that they believe will go head-to-head and make the game exciting. But I don't know if this one's going to be that exciting. Lions at Packers. Um, of course, it's week two, so nobody has a bye yet. Um, so everybody's playing. Uh, I think he could have uh, shuffled in a better game than this. Even again, even with before the season started, it's not saying, oh, now look how bad the Packers were and look how bad or look how the Lions lost. And now you're putting them. Well, you're like, everybody's a genius after the fact. No, no, no. I'm a genius before the fact. I am. <laughs> I am. And I wouldn't have picked this matchup. Like, you could have shuffled the games around. I wouldn't have picked this matchup for week two Monday night football. You thinking there's going to be an exciting game between Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers. First of all, it's first game of home uh, for the Packers. They got a rebound off a loss, which I'm pretty much thinking that most people thought that they were going to win. They can't go down 0-2 even though they still pretty much got a lock on their division, I would still say you can't get a a second loss. You can't go down on two and you definitely can't go down on two by losing to a division rival whom you are clearly head shoulders above better than, uh, even though you didn't look good at all last week. Um, The big question is the offensive line, the offensive line for Rodgers, does he want to play? I mean, because, I mean, as great as Rodgers is, you you can tell. You can just see it in him when he just checks out of a game. Sometimes halfway through the game, sometimes in the fourth quarter. When he checks out of a game, it's over. Even if they still have a shot to win, if, if Rodgers just ain't feeling it, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> it's just, that's just how he is. And I was shocked that the Packers still want to put up with this. I think it's more of the Packers are not really, as an organization, are not focused on winning a championship. I know you say, oh, well, they got the NFC championship. No, but I'm thinking about this mindset. I'm thinking about this offseason. You should have moved Aaron Rodgers, and you should have started Jordan Love, 
He's already had some time to to learn and sit and 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 grow. You should have started him. You should have just like, look, we're gonna have to take our licks and whatnot, and just go with Jordan Love. He didn't he didn't seem like he's all that bad in the preseason. Um, you just gonna have to go with it. But they they got this shtick with Aaron Rodgers where they want to stick it to him, even though he doesn't want to be there. And you know when you do that, to me, all of a sudden your focus goes from winning a championship to being right or being the person on top or being the person that got back at the person who cheated on them or something, you know? And I'm like, what, what are we doing here? That's not what an organization, especially Title Town, supposedly, I ain't going with what I'm saying, so allegedly, supposedly Title Town USA, meaning they got more titles than everybody else. No, they don't. Uh, but anyway, is this is what the Packers organization has come to now. You know, it it was first it was Brett Favre. You know, now is Aaron Rodgers. And for all the, you know, the talk that you want to put on the actual quarterback, this is the second time they're going through this nonsense. The second time they're going through this nonsense. They didn't want to let Brett Favre go either even though he wanted to leave. And then when they finally let him go, and then he finally made his way back to a division rival team, which is the main reason they didn't want him to go. They didn't want him to go to the Vikings, was why they shipped him off to the Jets. He got off of that team, and then he got where he wanted to be with the Vikings, and then he started beating the beating the Packers. They didn't want that. They dealt. I mean, but you had to deal with it. You know, you had you have to. You know, I I don't. You know, I I know that they say, oh, this isn't the NBA where the players don't have as much control. The uh, you know, the league is still the league. The league is still king. But look, if somebody doesn't want to be there. You know, you want to go. You know, especially the high the higher ups, the head honchos. They they always go to their business acumen, and their business acumen is you're an employee. You're under contract. You need to do such 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 because that's what the, their contract says. <laughs> look look look. Even business people understand that you cannot make nearly as much money with people who don't want to be there. You can't because you're not going to get everything out of them. They don't want to be there. If they don't want to be there, you're not going to get the full production out of them. And if you're not going to get the full production out of them, why are you paying them? Almost any other organization or any other type of, of business would say, okay, let's cut our losses. Let's let them go so we can get some people in here who are going to fully produce. Maybe they're not nearly as talented, but if they're going to give us 100%, we'll go with that versus a person who could give us 200% and decides to give us 50 Why would you do that? That's not good business acumen. That's not good business sense. Why would you do that? So, because you got a personal vendetta against this dude and you want to stick it to him because Aaron Rodgers is Mr. Personality and, and you know, you want to show him who's boss. Really? You're an idiot. And you're not going to win. You're not even though you're probably, I would still say, one of the top four teams in the NFC. Out of those four teams, I put the Packers at the bottom right now. Because they're doing this. They're dealing with this nonsense. And it's them that wants to keep dealing with it. Aaron Rodgers don't want to deal with it. But he ain't got no choice because he's under contract and they won't trade him. But they would rather stick it to Aaron Rodgers and make and force him uh, uh, just like that whole thing with with, with um, Carson Palmer and the Bengals. That was so stupid. They would rather stick it to Aaron Rodgers and force him to play with this team 
I guess they're hoping he gets injured. Then they'll get rid of him. They're going to, they, 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 you know, the offensive line is, is less than this year. is kind of depleted. And so they're hoping Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and then they'll ship him off say, ha-ha, look at you now. And then they'll get rid of the damaged goods. I'm like, you guys aren't even thinking about winning a title. You're really not. And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers gives you a better chance to win a title than Jordan Love at this point. But at this point, you know, why are you, why are you so caught up on now when you could possibly have a better future as the years go on with Jordan Love? But, I mean, this, this is just this is putting a dent in your organization. And if you, you handle this the wrong way, which I've already believed that you have handled this the wrong way, who else is going to want to come to your organization and play for your team? That's another thing that the Packers are not thinking about, in my opinion, because eventually I think they're going to get rid of Aaron Rodgers because he doesn't want to be there. Eventually, because of the way things are panning out, Devontae Adams is going to leave. And, you know, and the Packers, as far as I know, are not used to, aside from the quarterback, are not used to like paying big money for free agents or paying big money in contract extensions aside from the quarterback. So I think Devontae Adams is not going to be there much longer. So you don't you you get rid of Aaron Rodgers eventually. You let go. I mean, you let go, or he forces his way out, or doesn't want to resign uh, in Devontae Adams when he becomes a free agent. What else do you have on offense there? You're gonna have Aaron Jones. I mean, what if he doesn't want to stay either? Then all of a sudden you don't have an offense, and your defense isn't great already to begin with. Now you're at the bottom of the barrel, looking up at the Lions. And the Vikings and the Bears. Okay. I'm calling it right now. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Eventually, the Packers are going to be at the bottom of the NFC Norris, as as Chris Berman would say. They're going to be looking up at the Vikings, looking up at the Bears, looking up at the Lions, who are not that good, still won't be that good, but they'll be worse because they won't have Aaron Rodgers, they won't have their starting running back Aaron Jones, and they won't have Devontae Adams. So after that point, with an average at best right now offensive line and an average at best defense, what do you think you're going to do? Not much, but it's their attitude. It's how they want to run their organization. And they do, you know, because they want to look at the players as employees and sometimes slaves. So, okay, y'all do you. (laughs) You I'm analyzing. I really don't care. I really don't care if you win or lose. I'm just analyzing, but it's just a shame. It really is. It really is a shame. Then you're gonna leave Jordan Love there with with an empty with an empty nest on offense, and then he's gonna get pummeled because he ain't got nobody to rely on. <laughs> it really are stupid. But hey, they still should win this game. I guess that's all that matters right now, right? So I'm still picking the Packers over the Lions. Thank you for getting through that rant with me and that will conclude our week two predictions and analysis for the nfl 2021 i appreciate all my subscribers please continue to listen and please continue to share this so that others will listen and subscribe i'm trying to look at ways that i can make things uh, better going through some life situations but still going to push through uh, and get these episodes out to you for the NFL season. Again, this is Devalion with Scout Team Sports, and we'll see you in the next episode.